You're listening to episode number 89 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. New episodes are released only on Self-Care Sundays. We talk about everything from mental health to entrepreneurship, social media, relationships, and how all of that ties into self-care. Okay, so today's episode, I wanted to truthfully rant a little bit about this idea of uh, gifted collaborations, free work as a freelancer, as a mentor or consultant, somebody who's constantly putting in unpaid hours um, for their peers or for businesses big or small, and how that really affects like the overall industry and landscape. I'm a huge believer that financial well-being and financial freedom are key aspects of self-care, and I think these elements are not talked about nearly as much as they should be in the whole mental health conversation because I think when we talk about mental health in that world and in that niche, um, a lot of it is on emotional well-being and how to deal with past traumas and how to manage anxiety and these types of things. But there's very little conversation about how when you are making money and you are sustainably living a lifestyle with an income that supports you and you don't have to stress about your bills, it improves your mental well-being so much. And I think especially now, um, the past few months with the lockdown and unemployment rates rising, money is so intrinsically tied to anxiety and can create and cause anxiety as well as make already existing mental health issues worse. So I've talked about uh, money and financial freedom on the podcast before, and I'll link a few episodes of past conversations surrounding money in the show notes here because I don't remember them off the top of my head. But today specifically, I want to talk about, uh, from a content creator perspective, this idea of gifted collaborations, as well as from a freelancer perspective, being asked to do free work for your portfolio or to help out a friend and how we need to get away from that. So let's start by diving into this whole world of content creation, influencer marketing, and the idea of gifted collaborations. So many of you know what my quote unquote day job is running an influencer agency, but for those of you who are new to the podcast or someone just sent you this episode to give a little bit of context, my background, I have been working in the fashion e-commerce space for almost seven years. Um, My background is in social media management and marketing, and that basically transitioned into influencer marketing when I started running ambassador programs at a fashion startup and really just like grassroots creating gifted micro-influencer campaigns, which when I left that startup, I started freelancing in the influencer marketing world, putting these gifted micro-influencer campaigns together for other small businesses who had seen uh, the positive results of working with influencers and wanted to tap into that industry. And so for the past, uh, I'll say around three years-ish, my quote-unquote full-time job has been running 
micro-influencer campaigns primarily. And then over the past year, I started working with larger influencers as a talent manager. So when brands reach out to these larger influencers, I'm the person that they contact and they negotiate with and I help set the rates for these larger influencers. I say quote unquote full-time job because uh, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I do many things. I'm not just an influencer marketing consultant. I also do TikTok strategy for uh, companies like Some Good News, which is, I guess, my most notable client. And then I'm also a podcaster, obviously, with Self Care Sunday and do my own content creation on TikTok, Instagram, and get paid to do brand partnerships on all of these platforms. So I'm definitely somebody who has uh, multiple streams of income and experience across many platforms, but why I bring all of this up is because uh, from a perspective on this conversation, I have worked on both the brand agency and content creator side, and so I understand why brands are doing gifted campaigns, and I understand why content creators take gifted campaigns. And let's start kind of from the beginning on all of this to really dissect it and figure out how we can shift this in the industry to make it something that is going to be uh, more lucrative for everybody involved, more beneficial for everybody involved. Let's start with the brands. Brands that are doing gifted collaborations are often in two streams. The first stream is small businesses who cannot afford to pay influencers or content creators yet. And uh, within this stream, I would say the majority of businesses are very hesitant about working with influencers and they don't want to invest too much because they are worried that they might not see a return. And small businesses, you know, have genuine budgets. Sometimes they literally have no marketing budget. They're just like giving free product or, you know, spending as very little as they can to get the most return because they are a growing business. This is the type of business I'm most used to working with and I understand where they're coming from. The second type of business that tends to do uh, these gifted collaborations are on the opposite end of the spectrum, very large and well-known companies who, on the other hand, do have massive budgets. And the reason why they do gifted collaborations is primarily because the quote-unquote industry standard has been set that there's people that will take gifted collaborations. And so specifically on Instagram, but on TikTok as well, the influencer space is very oversaturated. Uh, Almost everybody can be considered an influencer in some way or another, particularly micro-influencers. And because of this, brands know that if they ask enough people to do work for free, that, you know, there will always be somebody who will say yes. Does that mean they're getting the most high quality of influencers in that way? No, but it means that they're getting quote unquote results that they want by spending basically no money. So these are kind of the reasons why brands do gifted collaborations. I I get it. And it's because the industry standard has been set so low. The bar is so low that brands can get away with this. And so I think that There's a couple things to take into consideration um, from a brand perspective before I get into the content creator perspective. One, I would challenge small businesses and ask them if they have seen success with gifted micro-influencer campaigns, why would they not 
pay and invest in these micro influencers and content creators to see even better results and get more out of them. And two, if they have not seen results with gifted micro-influencer campaigns, it's probably because they were doing gifted campaigns. And when you are not paying people for their work, you're going to get generally a lower quality of work and lower quality candidates who are willing to do that work for free versus people who are more professional and people who produce higher quality and better work. And so if you are able to allocate even a small amount of budget to these campaigns, it's very likely that you're going to see a higher return, better quality content, and you're going to have a better relationships with these influencers because you're going to be working with more professional people. From a brand perspective that is very large and is basically just gifting because they can get away with gifting, this is what frustrates me the most, but this to me is more on the content creators than it is on the brands because the reason why brands do this is because they can get away with it and they have been getting away with it for so long um, because there's always people that will say yes. And again, I think that a lot of these brands are going to end up seeing lower results from their investment because they're working with, I would say, lower quality influencers who are willing to do things for free versus people who are a little bit more professional and have built up their experience to do things at a compensated rate. But this is where we turn to the content creators and micro-influencers. And I don't want to put the blame on content creators for accepting gifted collaborations because I understand why people do. But I think that there needs to be a lot more pushback and a lot more understanding in this industry as to why you deserve to be paid for your work, even if you're just starting out. So first of all, let's dive into why content creators even take gifted collaborations in the first place. And when is it okay to take a gifted collaboration? My perspective on this, uh, I would say when I first started out, gifted collaborations were super exciting because I hadn't really worked with brands in a professional manner before. And this is my first time working with a lot of these brands and getting free stuff. It's fun to get free stuff, especially if it's a product you're really excited about. And gifted collaborations can be added to your portfolio, quote unquote, so you can then use those as work experiences to pitch other brands, essentially. However, we need to shift the way that we're viewing collaborations and start seeing them more as work versus as just a fun, quote unquote, collaboration. Particularly because, you know, when I talk to, I would say 90% of people in this space, they want to be making money from what they're doing. Yes, we all do it for fun, but I think for a lot of people, the end goal is to make some sort of income from this. And it's not a bad end goal. Like it's very feasible. It's possible. And when we're in an era, a digital era where multiple streams of income is the way to go in terms of financial freedom and financial well-being, micro-influencer slash content creation work as a side hustle can become very lucrative. However, it's never going to make you money if you keep saying yes to doing gifted things. And I think the biggest piece for me is the mindset shift. So I don't know if this is primarily a woman problem or a freelancer problem or what particularly maybe like an influencer problem of not exactly knowing what to charge in the beginning when you're starting out 
And just feeling kind of quote unquote lucky to get these opportunities in the first place, whether they're gifted or paid or whatever. And so when I finally shifted my mindset around these collaborations and thought, okay, I'm putting so much work into these things, like it kind of baffles me like how much work people are willing to do for free. When I think about one collaboration, I'm going to spend probably between 30 minutes to an hour just doing emails and maybe a call with this brand about the campaign. Next, I'm probably going to spend an hour or a couple hours brainstorming what this concept is actually going to look like when I put it to life, depending on the size of campaign. Next, I'm going to spend probably an hour getting ready to shoot and then another hour actually shooting the content. Then we'll give it another hour to edit the content and caption the content. And finally, I like to give it, let's say, 30 minutes at the end to post and stay present on the platform and reply to comments um, once the campaign is like executed. So that in itself, let's say altogether four or five hours for one gifted collaboration. I will say the majority of gifted collaborations are not providing a value of something that is worth five hours of work, most. And then when I started having that realization of like, oh, wow, if I just did like real work and build for my time for this, I generally generally charge like between 60 and $100 per hour, depending on the project, I would be making way more money. Plus I would be able to just buy the thing that the brand has sent me. So why am I doing all of this work for free, uh, just to receive something that I could buy much more easily if I got paid for those hours and then I wouldn't have to post about it. So I had this mindset mindset shift and this is around the same time that I started, uh, you know, doing more influencer management, managing some larger influencers and really getting a little bit more businessy about all of this. And so I basically just started saying no to gifted collaborations when brand, brands reached out. Uh, I would go back, I would ask what their budget was, and if they didn't have a budget, I would say no. Unless I was absolutely obsessed with the product and it was a high value item that I'm going to use all the time or that I'm going to wear or that you know is going to help me create my organic content, such as outfits that I wouldn't need to buy for something that I already wanted to shoot, then it's not worth my time. So I recognize that there's an element of quote unquote privilege in all of this in that I was already having brands reaching out to me asking to collaborate when I started saying no. And if you're not yet at that level of being able to say no to brands and you're trying to pitch brands on things, it's a lot harder to negotiate for money and to say no to things that might open doors for you because you're just starting out. I get it. If you're in that position, I'm not saying that you should say no to all gifted things because like I mentioned before, if it's going to be valuable to you, then I I understand the value in doing those collaborations. I used to do them when I first started out. But the problem that I see now is people just saying yes to any gifted collaboration because it helps give them clout and they think that eventually it might turn into a paid collaboration, which a lot of brands will promise. And 90% of the time it doesn't. They use that as a tactic to 
get influencers excited, get them on board, and then they never actually follow through with paying on a longer term partnership. Instead, they move on to another batch of influencers in a gifted collaboration and they simply do the same thing where they say, oh, it could lead to a paid partnership down the road. Those influencers execute, and then again, they leave that group of influencers and go searching for a new group of influencers that are willing to do things for free. This cycle goes on and on and on. There's endless amounts of people that are willing to do things for free. Here's why it's important for more content creators to start saying no. The more people that say no to these gifted collaborations, especially the outrageous asks, uh, the higher the industry standard will get. As of right now, there really is very low expectations in this industry. This industry is not really taken professionally. A lot of people do it as a hobby, as a fun thing. They're willing to do things for free, whatever. It doesn't matter. And so this sets the precedent to brands that this is what they can expect. And so the more content creators that go back and negotiate with brands and say, hey, this is actually not okay. I'm putting in, let's say, five hours of work that's not even counting the value of the content or the value of my audience, I deserve to be paid for this. The more people that go back and negotiate that, the more brands are going to one, realize that they've been taking advantage of all of these content creators for so long, and two, be forced to actually put some dollars into their influencer marketing budget. Because if they get to a place where everybody's saying no to gifted, they are going to be forced to start paying people. A brand that I want to highlight that is notorious for doing gifted collaborations and that just really gets on my nerves <laughs> is Revolve. I've talked about Revolve before on my Instagram stories. Uh, I have quote unquote exposed them, but Revolve is one of the industry leaders that really sets this precedent that it's okay to not pay influencers for their work and not pay people for hours and hours of their time or the value of the audience that they've built up when these same brands are just as happy to turn around and spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads or Google ads to reach the same targeted audiences that influencers have, but instead of paying people, they're paying big tech companies. Revolve, if you don't know, is this massive fashion global company that is known as like this quote unquote cool girl brand that every influencer wears and they host like Revolve Fest every year before and during Coachella. And they're just like an iconic brand that sells fairly pricey stuff. Like it's not cheap. It's not like you know, Fashion Nova. It's, you know, a couple hundred bucks per item generally. Revolve has reached out to, I think, every single influencer that I've managed and has always asked them to do things for free with the promise of, in the future, paying these influencers. Keep in mind, these are not just micro-influencers like me or maybe you. These are people with 30,000 followers, 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, 500,000 followers that Revolve refuses to pay. At first, a few of these influencers that I manage were happy to work with them because they would give massive gifting credits, like I'm talking $1,000, $1,500 US a month 
in gifted clothing credits and the influencers were kind of fine with it because they needed new clothes to shoot anyways and Revolve is just like such an iconic brand to partner with that it looks good when we're talking to other brands to say yes and she's also worked with Revolve. It just sounds good for an influencer. So they did it, they said yes and then this past spring Black Lives Matter was trending and Brands are being held accountable for not paying their diverse influencers, black influencers, diverse influencers in general. As all of this came out in the woodwork, it actually, to my knowledge, was not just black influencers and the diverse influencers that we represent, but also their white creators. Basically, every creator that they worked with, um, I've never spoken to or met a single creator that they do pay. It's my understanding that they actually only pay celebrity influencers with like millions of followers, because even girls, like I said, with 500,000 followers on Instagram we're not getting paid by Revolve. They're getting free clothing. They're getting flown out to events, but they're not getting paid for their work or their time. And what we did when uh, Black Lives Matter was trending, there's a lot of pressure on brands to be paying their influencers. I sent an email to the brand basically dissecting the partnerships that they've done in the past with our influencers and how one influencer particularly had been working with Revolve for almost two years, I believe, and had never been paid and had always been promised of pay. And the brand is very elusive in terms of not really saying who they pay or when they're going to pay, but oh, maybe down the road they will pay. So we sent a big you know, email saying, look, these creators are very valuable to your brand, clearly, because you've been working with them ongoing for months or years, and you love their content and you keep working with them. And these creators are now at the point where Every other brand is paying them. Why aren't you? What is the formula to uh, decide which influencers you pay and which ones you don't? I sent this email to them. And essentially the response that we got back was a very corporate, like copy paste answer um, dictating that they appreciate all the influencers that they work with, um, but they only pay larger influencers, which... Again, from my understanding, I'm going to say over the millions because I know influencers with 500K that have never been paid by them. And I asked specifically for their formula on how they calculate who to pay and who to not pay. And they would not give it to me. They basically just said, oh yeah, we have a calculation and we put all of these numbers into the system to decide who is worth paying and who we can't afford to pay. And none of your influencers meet that criteria. And so I asked them what that criteria was. They didn't tell us. And this is what really frustrates me about these big brands is Revolve in particular is such a cool girl brand that every single girl and every single influencer wants to work with them. And so they get away with taking advantage essentially of professional content creators, models, photographers, um, influencers, people with real influence who produce amazing content. They're doing all this work for a large corporation for free. It makes no sense to me. And the only reason that it gets to that stage is because we've set this precedent that it's okay to do work for free and it's not. Again, unless the collaboration to you, you're just starting out and this is going to help you gain other partnerships in the future or be a good experience for you or you're super pumped about the product you're receiving, 
but I think too many people undervalue themselves and we are not really taught how to value ourselves in school or university because I feel like this entrepreneurial digital era is very new and growing up we were only really told what quote-unquote good jobs to get. Go to school, become an engineer, become a lawyer, become a doctor, and you're set for life. You'll be making X amount, six figures if you get one of those jobs. And that's how we like dictated our self-worth and self-value in a career sense. I don't know about you guys, but I never had a conversation with a teacher or a professional or a mentor really in any of those stages of, of my schooling or education that talked about how to value yourself like outside of a salary. And I think this is something a lot of people struggle with is not knowing how to set your hourly rates, not knowing how to calculate your pricing for your work and the value of the work that you do, not just the value of your time and those hours. And so for me, I guess the solution that I come up with or the best place to start is by simply having these conversations opening it up and being more transparent about what we do get paid and who is doing free work and which brands are taking advantage of people and what is acceptable and what isn't. And right now we're in a place where basically anything goes and there will always be someone who will do things for free. And there is an expectation that creatives do things for free or freelancers, not even creatives, but freelancers in general who are expected to provide discounted work, discounted labor, do things for free to build their portfolio, quote unquote, when a lot of these same professionals would be paid very well if hired in a salaried position, but because we work for ourselves, it is automatically somehow undervalued. Like I mentioned in the beginning, this is not just an issue for content creators and influencers, but an issue in the freelance and entrepreneurial space in general. When I sat down to record this episode, I thought that that was an area that I would also dive into, but already being, you know, 25 minutes into this episode, I feel like talking about doing unpaid work or heavily discounted work as a freelancer is almost enough content to do a completely separate episode, but a lot of the ideas and concepts are the same. We are so used to undervaluing ourselves as women and oftentimes have a hard time negotiating for what we're really worth compared to our male counterparts. And we see that in the wage gap that's presented. So many studies have come out and shown that Men are typically just better negotiators and ask for raises more often and go in with higher salary expectations than women. And it's not necessarily that uh, these corporations or companies are uh, consciously or purposely paying women much less than their male counterparts, but it's often that women just don't ask for it. And it's something that I think we all need to get better at because like I said, when you have financial freedom, when you are not stressed about how you're going to pay rent at the end of every month, you all of a sudden have a new ability to focus on your mental health, to prioritize mindfulness and self-care in a way that is incredibly difficult when you are consumed with anxiety around bills. And this is something that I've primarily experienced firsthand running startups and being in the entrepreneurial space and working as a freelancer and content creator for the past seven years. 
And really, like the only way to survive is to learn your worth and to understand how to negotiate and to start saying no to things that don't provide you with enough value to grow. And I know we're in a time right now where entrepreneurial endeavors and side hustles and content creation are all very appealing to people who are struggling financially because there is a lack of employment opportunities and things are kind of scary, but there is so many things that you can be doing for yourself as an individual, as someone who might have entrepreneurial interests or tendencies. The biggest thing for me is like, we need to raise the bar. We need to start raising industry standards in the freelance and entrepreneurial spaces, in the content creation world, on the influencer marketing side. There just needs to be an elevation all around because while in the short term, it might detract or defer some partnerships for you or some clients for you to like really hold higher standards to your work. Long term, I believe that it is going to benefit everybody um, to be raising these standards the same way that raising minimum wage benefits everybody across the board who was prior to that working for very minimal amounts. We don't have something like that in the influencer or freelance space. And so the only ones that can create those standards are ourselves. So I hope that if you're listening to this episode and you are in that space, this is something that's helpful or inspiring to you. Um, I'm going to cut this episode pretty short because I like to keep them generally around 30 minutes long. But if you want to hear a part two uh, talking more about the freelance side, small business side, entrepreneurial side, and uh, unpaid labor in those spaces, then let me know on Instagram at selfcaresunday or at kaylee.e.r. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to screenshot and share on Instagram stories. Thank you guys so much and happy self-care Sunday, everyone. 